0: Hi, I'm Latresa and I'm Clancy and we are a mother-daughter duo that shares a love and admiration for all things Elvis.
1: On this podcast you can expect a deep dive into the life of Elvis Presley.
0: We will discuss books written by Elvis's friends, family members, and others who
1: knew him best. We will critique and enjoy Elvis movies, concerts, and music with those who grew up listening to his music, watching his movies, Enjoying his concerts and hopefully inspiring a new generation of Elvis fans along the way.
0: With all the misconceptions surrounding Elvis, we want to remember his life and his legacy.
1: The man, the friend, the entertainer, and the philanthropist.
0: This podcast is dedicated to those of us who celebrate the life of one of the greatest entertainers of all times. Let's Let's talk talk Elvis.
1: Elvis. Hey guys, it's Clancy and Latresa, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Elvis podcast. We are coming at you from the guest house at Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee, where we are here uh, and attended today the celebration of life for Lisa Marie Presley. It was a long day, a sad day, but one of the coolest experiences I think I've ever had. Um... It's hard to even put it into words, but we're going to try a little bit for you guys. But um, we started the day out. We got up at 3.30 this morning, and we went down. They have a complex, if you haven't been here before, across the street from Graceland where it's like where you buy tickets. They have some restaurants and where all of the exhibits are. They have multiple exhibits. And they have white gates, similar to the music gates in front of Graceland, but also different. And that's where the public were to line up, and they opened those gates at 5. So we got in line at 4, and we were like the 20th people in line, if that. So we had a really good spot. We were, we were close. Um, they opened those gates at 5, and then we walked... Up the sidewalk through the complex to another area right next to the plains, directly across from Graceland, and they let we stood there until six forty five where they let us through to go to security. And then they put a little heart stamp on your hand. And um then the police blocked off the street and they let us go across the road and up the driveway where we stood. If you're down at the wall or looking at Graceland from the road, the general public was to the left on the lawn while Lisa's family and friends were under a tent in the middle of the yard directly in front of Graceland. Right. Mm-hmm. There, were, um, there was like a um, stage area, I guess, kind of like elevated platform. That's a better way to describe it for news outlets. There were tons of cameras everywhere. It was very strange. Um, but it, everything was pretty orderly until they till 6.45 and when they let you cross the road. And then people just started running. Stampede. And it didn't really matter what time you got there. It didn't there. matter
0: that you got up and went over there and stood in line from 4 o'clock on. And you were like 20th. That did not matter.
1: So when... When we got up to the yard, we were probably like four people back, and we're shorties, so it was it was a little hard to see, especially when people would hold up their phones and things, um, but I also thought we were standing there, considering the amount of people, I mean, there were thousands of people, like, there were so many people. The line seemed like it went on forever. I mean, every direction you look, there is just people, so considering that we had amazing spots yes that's and true. and we could see it was just harder when people would hold up their phones, so we stood up at the yard once we got there until the service started at nine o'clock, and it was really cool. You got to see everybody walk in. We saw Austin Butler and his girlfriend um we saw Baz and his wife. We saw Priscilla. We saw Axl Rose, the lead singer from Guns N' Roses, who uh, sang. We saw uh, Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York. We saw all of these people walk in. So that, that was really cool to see. Especially, you know, because once they sat down, you, you couldn't see anything. So we did get to actually lay our eyes on them walking by and I at least wanted to just see Austin Butler and I saw him and got got pictures of him so I was happy I was happy um they played Elvis gospel while we waited and everyone I mean we made friends we had people to talk to everyone Mm -hmm. I felt was pretty respectful there weren't any rude people no no you know, it was it was very respectful. It, I felt like yeah, it was a good crowd to be with, if you're having to stand
0: for ten in, hours. <laughs> yeah,
1: and um, so I have the program here with me that uh, it's got a beautiful picture of her on the front, and inside, it has her name and her birthday and the day she passed, and the day of the service and where took place Graceland, and it has parents, Elvis Aaron Presley and Priscilla and Boer Presley and her children 's names and then the order of service I will say though so right right before the service started, everybody else had come from the side, and her family came out the front door of
0: the mansion of, that was of Graceland
1: really nice. to go sit down and um Right after they sat down, they started playing the version, uh, no, Where No One Stands Alone, of Elvis and, and Lisa Marie singing together. And it was very
0: emotional.
1: Yeah, I got chills. I was just thinking, like, I can't imagine her family sitting there mm-hmm. hearing that. I know. I just, wow. I, that, that was a big standout moment for me, but... So, um, the Jason Clark and the Tennessee Mass Choir were saying Amazing Grace. And then, um, opening remarks and closing remarks were uh, by Joel Weinshanker. I don't know that I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. But, either. Um, invocation was by uh, Pastor Dwayne Hunt. And then the former mayor of Memphis, A.C. Wharton, did a tribute. Um, Smashing Pumpkin singer, Billy Corgan, sang the song to Sheila. And then the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, did a tribute to the children, where she read a, a beautiful poem that I'd never heard before. But it was emotional as well, um, I, I'm sure a lot of you probably, if you didn't know, you can watch the service. It was live streamed, and it's been all over the internet today. So mm-hmm. this might be boring you, but I don't know. The, this program is something I will cherish forever. It is, I really appreciated that they handed them out to I us because too. they did not have to. No. I mean, that was...
0: Thousands and thousands of bulletins. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very they nice. They handed it to
1: everyone. They're super great quality, and it's the exact ones that the guests, the family and friends got when they came. So there's an acknowledgment on the back. Um, it says, We would like to express our heartfelt gratitude for the love, compassion, and support you have shown our family during this difficult time. We will always be grateful, the Presley family. Um, and then the singer Alanis Morissette sang the song Rest, and Jerry Jerry Schilling, a member of the Memphis Mafia, one of Elvis's close friends, and Lisa Marie's first boss, she was his assistant, and her first manager when she started her singing career, Jerry Schilling, spoke, and oh my gosh, his His speech was probably my favorite. It was so good. He had such a relationship. They had had a relationship, their whole his her whole life. It was really special. It was so so good. Um, I you I really encourage anyone to to look up that uh, speech and watch it. And Priscilla read a poem by we think it was written by one of the twins. Um she was you could tell she was heartbroken and Riley's husband um read a letter that Riley had written to her mama and it was heartbreaking it was and um very very special um Axel Rose who I mentioned earlier was the lead singer of Guns N Roses he came up and spoke and sang November Rain, and uh, the Blackwood Brothers Quartet, who they sang at. Well, I mean it, it's different guys, but the son of the original. Uh, do you remember his name? What his James Black James Jr. Blackwood Jr. His father, James Blackwood S- Senior, was a part of the Blackwood Brothers, and they sang at Gladys's funeral. And then later at Elvis's funeral, and now they were asking. It was it's his son now to sing, "How Great Thou Art" and "Sweet Sweet Spirit" at Lisa Marie's. And uh, James, Jr. spoke about uh, when Lisa Marie was first born. Elvis called his dad and said, I, w- "I want you to come over and meet my my little girl." And so James Senior asked. James Jr, if he wanted to come with him, and of course he said yes, and he said when they got there that Elvis came down the stairs holding Lisa Marie, and he said, James, I want you to meet uh my daughter Lisa and Lisa, I want you to meet uh Mr. Blackwood, one of my heroes, and he got choked up and emotional, and that was another highlight for me. It was so sweet it was it really and it was a special story um and then the uh the Jason Clark in Tennessee Mass Choir sang Revelation nineteen one and following that the, the family and all of the guests went to the meditation garden where Lisa is, uh buried or laid to rest next to her son Ben, right across from her dad. And then once the family and friends were done, everyone else got to uh got to go see her um grave and we we left flowers there were tons mm-hmm. of beautiful flowers When we found out when we left a huge there was a huge white rose a arrangement of white roses that was sent from oprah mm-hmm. we did not know that till no. just a few minutes ago which is pretty cool but there were beautiful there are pictures and flower arrangements from all over the world mm-hmm a lot of Elvis fan clubs in different countries had left. Mm-hmm. Had sent flowers. Yeah, so that was really special and very cool. And um, it was, it was just an amazing experience. And and right after uh, the the ceremony was over and everybody lined up to go to the meditation, it was like the media swarmed, oh. swarmed the fans. <laughs> it was the weirdest experience ever because. I was not expecting that, but he, all of a sudden, I look, and there's ten cameras, cameras.
0: And microphones. Surrounded.
1: Yeah. So, that that was a new experience. That it was. I, that I've never had before. But um, it was an awesome... It was just... It was sad and sweet. And I, I kind of worried going into it. I was like, you know, since the public is allowed and the media is allowed, I didn't know if it was going to be... Very personal, or just you know something that they just a, a little Hollywood, yeah. And I didn't feel like it was like that at all. I feel like it was her service, and they would have said those things whether mm-hmm. anyone was there or not. I felt it was very intimate. The the family and friends, I'd say there was probably fifty. There was definitely less than a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, probably about 50. Definitely less than 100. I mean, there was not many. It was not a huge tent. And it, it was a very intimate ceremony. It was. And I think, I mean, I'm grateful that they let the public be a part of it.
0: Uh, I I am too. I thought that was great. I just kind of the whole weekend since we've been here, I keep, thinking of legacy Um, the word legacy just keeps coming to me and i think when you think of the presley family you think of elvis and and uh, gladys and um, vernon you think you know of their family their close-knit family how close they were and just how special family was Uh, you think about the spiritual uh, Elvis and how music played such a part, his gospel music played such a part of his life um and and just his love for music in general and um leaving a legacy means that you're continuing to make a contribution in the future and I truly believe that the Presley family has done that, and uh I've just seen it in so many ways this this um this trip it just seems to to be um I guess, the theme of this weekend for me, Um, Elvis was, he was very, um, his family, his faith, and his compassion and love for other people and relationships that he formed was basically his life, Um, his friends, his Fans, his music, his country, others. He he had compassion and and built relationships with with so many, and uh, we know we've talked so much about how he loved his parents. By the time he was twenty years old, he was supporting a big part of his family, employing them, um, and then he had his own family in um in February of nineteen sixty eight when when Lisa Marie was born, I really feel like it changed his life. She was the apple of his eye um and you know even though he died when she was only nine years old in those nine years he really gave her roots. He he's he gave her that legacy to pass on. And he shared his home of Graceland, you know, the love that he had for Graceland, his love for Memphis and um if you if you listen to Jerry Schilling's um Tribute he talks about how he nicknamed Lisa Marie Memphis. that was the name that he called her um he shared his love with music with her uh, he would sit by her bed and watch her sleep. he would pray with her, he would sing to her um he left behind the the gospel music um the last duet that that Lisa Marie sang, as Clancy mentioned, was played right at the beginning of the service where no one stands alone, and um, in an interview, Lisa was quoted as saying about recording that song, she said, I felt like a hand came down to me, it felt like that a little bit, so I thought that was, that was, you know, um, that was something that was deep-rooted in her as a child, even though she lost her dad at nine, so much of her dad uh, lived on in Lisa Marie, and Clancy has shared about the um, the songs. There were there were songs that uh, were definitely a mix of Elvis spiritual and the early roots that he had with the church in Tupelo, Mississippi, um, with the uh, the Jason uh, Clark and the Tennessee mass quartet you know you could really feel that uh, the rhythm and blue gospel and then the blackwood brothers that sang that was a very special thing i love i can remember recordings of elvis uh, where he would have in concert where he would have um, them to sing sweet sweet spirit he wouldn't even sing with it he would just listen to them sing it and uh, and i love that song i just think it's so special but um but lisa marie her whole life revolved around her children her family was so important to her and, um, and she loved her music, but she definitely put her children first. And I heard on uh, Elvis Radio, they were playing some of the uh, earlier recordings, and she was quoted um, on one of the radio programs. She said that, I hope someday I will be remembered as a good mom and an okay singer. And with the tribute that they had for her today, I truly believe that she was remembered as a wonderful mom. Raleigh's Riley's Raleigh's tribute. At, at one point, she says, "I'm certain I chose the best mother for me in this world." And then um, Priscilla read. We we she said it was from one of of uh, Lisa Marie's children. We we figure it was one of the twins, but um, she said, "My heart is missing her love." and i really think that she was celebrated today in so many ways the way that her her father was in august of 1977 they brought her home to to uh, memphis to Graceland where she was laid to rest um she was surrounded by her family friends fans who still love and respect the presley family and there were a lot of tears shed um It's really funny with with Elvis fans. you can stand around like Clancy said. We made friends today. um everybody was nice um wasn't a lot of pushing and shoving. We had the one stampede that was kind of scary, but everybody looked out for everybody else and and you could hear people sharing stories where they had you know, met a member of the Memphis Mafia or they had spoken with Lisa Marie or they had spoken with Priscilla. And, and everybody's sharing stories just like they're part of the family. And I think that the Presleys have have opened their lives to us mm-hmm. to make us feel that way. Yeah. Um, I know we were watching um, in um, Lisa Marie's um, Growing Up Presley, and, and there was a lot of frustration. She was trying to be a musician. And, and a lot of times when she would go in for an interview about a new album or something that she was, was passionate about, something that she was actually doing at the time, and all everybody wanted to talk about was her dad. And and it was frustrating to her. I mean, she, she talked about her dad. She was very proud of who she was, her Southern roots. Um, you know, she she really... Carried that well but but, as a human being, you know she she had her own path and and I think she had a hard time trying to carve her path out and remain true to being elvis's daughter but um but she she was um one thing that I felt you know there were a lot of tears shed, there were people that were praying. It was a very reverent time, and um during the memorial. Someone, I don't remember who it was, that described her as the keeper of the flame. And I yes, love it. Sarah Ferguson, that. wasn't it? Well, Sarah said uh she encouraged everyone to keep the flame, stoke the flame. Mm. Um and so I'm not sure that she was I think it was someone before her. But then okay. she went on, um the Duchess of York went on and encouraged uh, everybody, especially the family. Her tribute was to the children, and she told them to stoke the flame. And I loved that. And I love that description of Lisa because she has been. She's been the carrier of the flame. Yeah. And uh, and now that, that torch has been passed on to her girls. And uh, and that legacy, I just hope the legacy lives on. Um on the 25th anniversary of Elvis's death, Lisa Marie paid played, paid a tribute to her dad with a recording that said, i wanted you to know that i have not forgotten. you made me. i love you. you're still lovely. you were always lovely. and i thought that was just a really sweet way for her to to put into words and that's been several years ago yeah. but to put into words her love for her dad and um and i just pray that the presley, presley legacy will live on that um that elvis's music will continue that uh, that the house will remain open it's such a it's such a uh iconic place to come and and remember you know remember Elvis, when I mean, I grew up with Elvis. He passed away when I was 12. Um, but I've passed that on to my children and to my grandchildren. We've got a trip planned. And just to see that legacy pass on from generation to generation and just to keep that flame alive I think is important. Um, I mean, Elvis Presley is such a part of the, the American music history and um yeah and his legacy i just pray that it could go on and um and that the presley family will will continue to thrive
1: yeah i do too i agree um i hope that we've made you guys feel a little bit like you were there and done a good job explaining it i'm kind of out of it it's a bit (laughs) Um, tired (laughs) yeah um but thank you all so much for listening as always and I've loved the messages and comments we've received on Instagram, so I'll keep trying yeah. to post on there and if you don't already follow us at Let's Talk Elvis Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a review. We really appreciate it. And make sure to tell your friends and family if you think they would like to listen excuse me, listen and Thank you guys so much. Thank you.